Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. Tonight, we are going to pick up again in 2nd Baruch, the apocalypse of Baruch. Wasn't that awesome last night? That was an amazing, amazing portion of scripture last night. Billy said, is there a difference in the Ten Commandments and the rest of the laws? Yes. Uh, however, generally speaking, the, the Ten Commandments kind of wraps it up. I mean, it's you take all of the law, it can be boiled down to the Ten Commandments more or less. And you, you take the Ten Commandments, it can be boiled down to the two great commandments. You take the two great commandments, you can actually even boil that down even further to uh, to one commandment, really, just to repent and, you know, to repent to turn from your sin and 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 obey him the the two greatest commandments right to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and to love your neighbors yourself i mean that's what it's all it all boils down to that but this is the problem with that love is very ambiguous and very subjective and so you have to define love we need more definition to that like how do you love god how do you love your neighbor and so that's where the 10 commandments comes in and the rest of the commandments as well so the the commandments the laws actually define the first and the second greatest commandments uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to read from second baruch that's two baruch also known as the apocalypse of baruch son of Nerea, chapter 41 because we read the first 40 chapters yesterday this is second baruch chapter 41 and i answered and said for whom and for how many shall these things be, and who will be worthy to live at that time? For I will speak before you everything that I think, and I will ask of you regarding those things which I meditate. For lo, I see many of your people who have withdrawn from your covenant and cast from them the yoke of your law. But others again I have seen who have taken their vanity and fled for refuge beneath your wings. What therefore will, will be to them, or how will the last time receive them? Or perhaps the time of these will assuredly be weighed, and as the beam inclines, will they be judged accordingly? And he answered and said unto me, These things also will I show unto you. As for what you did say, to whom these things be, and how many will they be? To those who have believed there shall be the good which was spoken of aforetime. And to those who despise there shall be the contrary of these things. And as for what you did say regarding those who have drawn near and those withdrawn this in the word, as for those who were before subject and afterwards withdrew and go themselves with the seed of mingled peoples, the time of these was the former, and was accounted as something exalted. And as for those who knew not, but afterwards knew life, and mingled only with the seed of the people which had separated itself, the time of these is the latter, and this is accounted as something exalted. And time shall succeed to time, and season to season, and one shall receive from another, and then, with a view to the consummation, shall everything be compared according to the measure of the times and the hours of the seasons. For corruption shall take those that belong to it, and life to those that belong to it. And the dust shall be called, and there shall be, and there shall be said to it, 
Give back that which is not yours, and raise up all that you have kept until its time. Baruch chapter 43. But you, Baruch, direct your heart to that which has been said to you, and understand those things which has been shown which have been shown to you, and there are many external consolations for you. Excuse me, there are many eternal consolations for you. For you shall depart from this place, and you shall pass from the regions which are now seen by you, and you shall forget whatever is corruptible, and shall not again recall those things which happen among mortals. Go therefore and command your people, and come to this place, and afterwards fast seven days, and then I will come to you and speak with you. And I, Baruch, went from there and came to my people, and I called my firstborn son and Gedaliah's my friends, orders of the people, and said unto them, Behold, I go unto my father, according to the way of all the earth. For those of you who are new to this, this, this is simply, what this means is Baruch is saying, I am going to pass away. I'm, you know, I'm done. I come to the end of my life. Verse 3. But withdraw you not from the way of the law, but guard and admonish the people which remain, lest they withdraw from the commandments of the Mighty One. For you see that he whom we serve is just, and our Creator is no respecter of persons. And see what has befallen Zion, and what has happened to Jerusalem. For the judgment of the Mighty One shall thereby be made known. And his ways, which, though past finding out, are right. For if you endure and persevere in his fear, and do not forget his law, the time shall change over over you for good, and you shall see the consolation of Zion. Because whatever is now is nothing, but that which shall be is very great. For everything that is corruptible shall pass away. And everything that dies shall depart, and all the present times shall be forgotten. Nor shall there be any remembrance of the present time, which is defiled with evils. For that which runs now runs into vanity, and that which prospers shall quickly fall to be, and be humiliated. For that which is to be shall be the object of desire, and for that which comes afterwards shall we hope, for it is a time that passes not away. And the hour comes which abides forever, and the new world comes which does not turn to corruption those who depart to its blessedness, and has no mercy on those who depart to torment, and leads not to perdition those who live in it. For these are they who shall inherit that time which has been spoken of, and and theirs is the inheritance of the promised time. These are they who have acquired for themselves treasures of wisdom, and with them are found stores of understanding, and from the mercy and from mercy have they not withdrawn, and the truth of the law I have I have they they preserved. For to them shall be given the world to come, but the dwelling of the rest, who are many, shall be in the fire. Do you therefore, so so far as you 
are able, instruct the people, uh, for that labor is ours. And if you teach, for if you teach them, you will quicken them. Quicken them meaning give them life. And my sons and the elders of the people answered and said unto me, Has the mighty one humiliated us to to such a degree as to take you from us quickly? And truly we shall be in darkness, and there shall be no light uh, to the people who are left. For where again shall we seek the law? Or who will distinguish for us between death and life? And I said unto them, The throne of the mighty one cannot resist. Excuse me, the, the throne of the mighty one I cannot resist. Nevertheless, there shall not be wanting to Israel a wise man, nor a son of the law to the race of Jacob, but only prepare your hearts that you may obey the law and be subject to those who fear, who in fear are wise and understanding and prepare your souls that you may not depart from them. For if you do these things, good tidings shall come unto you, which I have before told of, nor shall you fall into the torment of which I testified to you before, but with regard to the word that I was to be taken, I did not make it known to them or to my son. And when I had gone forth and dismissed them, I went there and said unto them, Behold, I go to Hebron, for there the Mighty One has sent me. And I came to that place where the word had been spoken unto me, and I sat there and fasted seven days. Chapter 48, the prayer of Baruch. And it came to pass after the seventh day that I prayed before the Mighty One and said, O O my Lord, you summon the advent of the times. And they stand before you. You cause the power of the ages to pass away, and they do not resist you. For you arrange the method of the seasons, and they obey you. You alone know the duration of the generations, and you reveal not your mysteries to many. You make known the multitude of the fire, and you weigh the lightness of the wind. You explore the limits of the heights and you scrutinize the depths of the darkness. You care for the number which pass away, that they may be preserved, and you prepare an abode for those that are to be. You remember the beginning which you have made, and the destruction that is to be you forget not. With nods of fear and indignation you command the flames, and they change into spirits. And with the words you quicken that which was not. And with mighty power you hold that which has not yet come. You instruct created things in the understanding of you. And you make wise the spheres as to minister in their orders. Armies innumerable stand before you and minister in their orders quietly at your nod. Hear your servant. And give ear to my petition, for in a little time are we born, and in a little time do we return. But with you, ours are as a, as a time, and days as generations. Be not therefore wroth with man, for he is nothing, and take not account of, of our works, 
for what we are. For lo, by your gift do we come into the world, and we depart not of our own will. For we said not to our parents, beget us, nor did we send to Sheol and say, receive us. What therefore is our strength that we should bear your wrath? Or what are we that we should endure your judgment? Protect us in your compassions, and in your mercy help us. Behold the little ones that are subject unto you, and save all that dwell near unto you. And destroy not the hope of our people, and cut not short the times of our aid. For this is the nation which you have chosen, and these are the people to whom you find no equal. But I will speak now before you, and I will say as my heart thinks, In you do we trust, for lo, your heart is with us. And we know that we shall not fall so long as we keep your statutes. To all time are we blessed at all events in this that we have not mingled with the Gentiles. For we are all one celebrated people who have received one law from one. And the law which is among us will aid us and the surpassing wisdom which is in us will help us. And when I had prayed, I said these things, and said these things, I was, I was greatly weakened. And he answered and said unto me, You have prayed simply, O Baruch, and all your words have been heard. But my judgment exacts its own, and my law exacts its rights. For from your words I will answer you, and from your prayer I will speak to you. For this is as follows. He that is corrupted is not at all. He has both rot and be so far as lie could do, could do anything, and has not remembered my goodness, nor accepted my long suffering. Therefore, you shall surely be taken up as I before, as I, excuse me, as I before told you. For that time shall arise, which brings affliction, for it shall not, for it shall come to pass, by wit, by with quick vehemence, and it shall be the turbulent coming in the heat of indignation. And it shall come to pass in those days that all the inhabitants of the earth shall be moved one against another, because they know not that my judgment has drawn near. For there shall not be found many wise at that time, and the intelligent shall be but few. Moreover, <laughs> sounds like these days, doesn't it? Uh, moreover, even though, moreover, even those who know shall most of all be silent, and there shall be many rumors and tidings, not a few, and the doings of fan phantasms shall be manifest, and promises, not a few, be recounted. Some of them shall prove idle, some of them shall be confirmed and honor shall be turned into shame, and strength humiliated into contempt, and probity destroyed, and beauty shall become ugliness. Sounds like these days, doesn't it? And many shall say to many at that time, where has the multitude of intelligence hidden itself? And whither has the multitude of wisdom removed itself? And while they are meditating these things, then envy shall arise who had not thought aught of themselves. And passion shall seize him that is peaceful, 
and many shall be stirred up in anger to injure many, and they shall rouse up armies in order to shed blood. And in, and in the end, they shall perish together with them. And it shall come to pass at the selfsame time that a change of time shall manifestly appeal to every man, because in all those times they polluted themselves and they practiced oppression and practiced every man in his own work, excuse me, and walked every man in his own works. And remember not the law of the mighty one, Again, doesn't this sound like these times? Doesn't it sound like this day? Therefore, a fire shall consume their thoughts, and in flame shall the meditations of their reigns be tried. For the judge shall come and will not tarry, because each of the inhabitants of the earth knew he was transgressing, but my law they knew not by reason of their pride. There's something to put in your social media profile right there. But my law, they knew not by reason of their pride. Very good. But many shall then assuredly weep, yea, over the living more than over the dead. And I answered and said, O Adam, what have you done to to all those who are born from you? And what will be said to the first Eve who hearkened to the serpent? For all this multitude are going to corruption, nor is there any numbering of those whom the fire devours. But again, I will speak in your presence. You, O Lord, my Lord, know what is your what is in your creature. For you for you excuse me, for you did of old command the dust to produce Adam, and you know the number of those who are born from him and how far they have sinned before you. You have existed and not confessed, excuse me, for they for they have sinned before you who have existed and not confessed you as their creator. And as regards all these, their end shall convict them. And your law, which they have transgressed, shall requite them on your day. Chapter 48, Fragment of an Address of Baruch to the People. Uh, just give me a minute and I will, give me about uh, 15 seconds here, I'll be right back. We'll read this. This is chapter 48. But now let us dismiss the wicked and inquire about the righteous. And I will recount their blessedness and not be silent in celebrating their glory, which is reserved for them. For assuredly, as in a little time in this transist- transistory world, in which you live, you have endured much labor, so in that world to which there is no end, you shall receive great light. Chapter 49 through 52. The nature of the resurrected body, the resurrection body, the final destinies of the righteous and the wicked. Chapter 49. Nevertheless, I will ask from you, O mighty one, yes, I will ask, made all things, probably says many, I'm not sure what that means there. I will ask, made all things. In what shape will those live who live in your day? Or how will the splendor of those who are after that time continue? Will they then resume uh, this form of the present and put on these 
in trammeling members which are now involved in evils and in which evils are consummated? Or will you perchance change these things which have been in the world as also the world? And he answered and said unto me, Hear, Baruch, this word, and write in remembrance of your heart all that you shall learn. For the earth shall then assuredly restore the dead, which it now receives in order to preserve them. It shall make no change in their form. But as it has received, so shall it restore them. And as, it, and as I delivered them unto it, so also shall it raise them. For then it will be necessary to show the living that the dead have come to life again, and that those who had departed have returned again. And it shall come to pass when they have severally recognized those whom they now know, then judgment shall grow strong. And those things which before were spoken of shall come. And it shall come to pass when that appointed day has gone by, that then shall the aspect of those who are condemned be afterwards changed, and the glory of those who are justified. For the aspect of those who now act wickedly shall become worse than it is, as they shall suffer torment. Also, as for the glory of those who have now been justified in my law, there's a lot of people who believe you can't be justified in the law according to their interpretation of Paul's letters, Sorry, but you can be, and it's easy, by the way. As for the glory of those who have now been justified in my law, who have been, who have had understanding in their life, and who have planted in their heart the root of wisdom, then their splendor shall be glorified in changes, and the form of their face shall be turned into the light of their beauty, that they may be able to acquire and receive the world which does not die which is then promised to them. For over this, above all, shall those who come then lament that they rejected my law and stopped their ears that they might not hear wisdom or receive understanding. When, therefore, they see those over, over whom they are now exalted, but who shall then be exalted and glorified more than they, they shall respectively be transformed, the latter into the splendor of angels, and the former shall yet more waste away in wonder at the visions and in the beholding of the forms. For they shall behold and afterwards depart to be tormented. But those who have been saved by their works, <laughs> there we are, but those who have been saved by their works, now you know why uh, you know why Second Baruch isn't in the in the uh, Bible because of the Paulians, right? The Paulians they don't like this these these kind of things. But this is what the Word of God actually teaches all the way through, with perhaps the you know the exception of Paul's letters. But those who have been saved by their works and to whom the law has now has been now a hope. The law is a hope, right? The law is not a burden. The law is not a curse. The law is not sin. The law is not, you know, darkness. The law is a hope. 
and understanding and expectation and wisdom and confidence shall wonders appear in their time. For they shall behold the world which is now invisible to them, and they shall behold the time which is now hidden from them. And time shall be shall no longer age them, for in the heights of that world shall they dwell, and they shall be made like unto the angels, and be made equal to the stars, and they shall be changed into every form they desire. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine the Lord asking you, well, what, what form would you like to be changed into? How would you like to appear? From beauty into loveliness, and from light into the splendor of glory. Wow. For there shall be spread before them the extents of paradise, and there shall be shown to them the beauty of the majesty of the living creatures which are beneath the throne, and all the armies of the angels who are now held fast by my word, lest they should appear and are held fast by a command that they may stand in their places till their advent comes. Moreover, there shall be excellency in the righteous surpassing that in the angels, for the first shall receive the last, those whom they were expecting, and the last those of whom they used to hear that they had passed away. For they have been delivered from this world of tribulation and laid down the burthen of anguish or the burden of anguish. For what then have men lost their their life? And for what have those who were on the earth exchanged their soul? For then they chose not for themselves this time, which, which beyond the reach of anguish could not pass away. But they chose for themselves that time, whose issues are full of lamentations and evils. And they denied the world, which ages not those who come to it. And they rejected the time of glory, so that they should not come to the honor of which I told you before. And I answered and said, How can we forget those for whom woe is then reserved? And why? Therefore, do we again mourn for those who die? Or why do we weep for those who depart to Sheol? Let lamentations be reserved for the beginning of that coming torment. And let tears be laid up for the advent of the destruction of that time. But even in the face of these things will I speak. And as for the righteous, what will they do now? Rejoice you in the suffering which you now suffer. For why do you look for the decline of your enemies. Make ready your soul for for that which is reserved for you and prepare your souls for the reward that is laid up for you. Chapters 53 and 54, the Messiah Apocalypse. Chapter 53. And when when I had said these things, I fell asleep there and I saw a vision and lo, a cloud was ascending from a a very great sea. And I kept gazing upon it, and lo, it was full of waters, white and black. And there were many colors in those selfsame waters. And as it were, the likeness of great lightning was seen at its summit. 
And I saw the cloud passing swiftly in quick courses, and it covered all the earth. And it came to pass after those things that 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 cloud began to pour upon the earth the waters that were in it. And saw that there was not one and the same likeness in the waters which descended from it. For in the first beginning, they were black and many, or a time, and afterwards I saw that the waters became bright, but they were not many. And after these things, I saw black waters. And after these things, again, bright, and again, black, and again, bright. Now, this was done 12 times, but the black were always more numerous than the white or the bright. And it came to pass at the end of the cloud that lo, it rained black waters, and they were darker than had been all those waters that were before. And fire was mingled with them, and they, and and were those waters, and where those waters descended, they wrought devastation and destruction. And after these things, I saw how that lightning which I had seen on the summit of the cloud seized hold of it and hurled it to the earth. Now that lightning shone exceedingly, so as to illuminate the whole earth, and it healed those regions where the last waters had descended and wrought devastation. And it took hold of the whole earth and had dominion over it. And I saw after these things, and lo, twelve rivers were ascending from the sea, and they began to surround the lightning and to become subject to it. And by reason of my fear, I awoke. Chapters 54, 55, Baruch's prayer for interpretation of the vision, Ramiel's advent for this purpose. Chapter 54, And I besought the Mighty One and said, You alone, O Lord, know of aforetime deep things of the world, and the things which befall in their times you bring about by your word, and against the works of the inhabitants of the earth, you do hasten the beginning of the times. And the end of the seasons you alone know, you for whom nothing is too hard, but who do everything easily by a nod, you to whom the depths come as the heights, and whose word the beginnings of the ages serve, you who reveal to those who fear you what is prepared for them, that thenceforth they may be comforted. You show great acts to those who who know not. You break up the enclosure of those who are ignorant, and lightest up what is dark, and reveal what is hidden to the pure, who in faith have submitted themselves to you and your law. You have shown to your servant this vision, revealed to me also its interpretation. For I know that as regards those things wherein I besought you, I have received a response. And as regards what I besought, you did reveal to me with what voice I should praise you, and from what members I should cause praises and hallelujahs to ascend to you. For if my members were mouths and my and hairs of my head voices, even so I could not give you the reward of praise, nor lodge you at, as is befitting, nor could I recount your praise, nor tell the glory of your beauty. For what am I among men, or why am I reckoned among those who are more excellent than I, that I have heard all these marvelous things from the Most High, and numberless promises from Him who created me? 
Blessed be my mother among those that bear, and praised among women be she that bear me. For I will not be silent in praising the Mighty One, and with the voice of praise I will recount his marvelous deeds. For who does like unto your marvelous deeds, O God, and who comprehends your deep thought of life? For with your counsel you do govern all the creatures which your right hand has created, and you have established every fountain of light beside you. And the treasures of wisdom beneath your throne have have you prepared. And justly do they perish who have not loved your law. And the torment of judgment shall await those who have submitted themselves to your power. For though Adam first sinned and brought untimely death upon all, yet those who were born from him, each one of them has prepared for his own soul torment to come. And and again, each one of them has chosen for himself glories to come. For assuredly, he who believes will receive reward. But now as for you, you wicked that now are, turn to destruction because you have speedily because you shall speedily be visited in that formerly you rejected the understanding of the Most High. For his works have not taught you, nor has the skill of his creation, which is at all times persuaded you. Adam is therefore not the cause, save only his own soul. But each of us has been the Adam of his own soul. But you, O Lord, expound to me regarding those things which you have revealed to me, and inform me regarding that which I besought you. For at the consummation of the world, vengeance shall be taken upon those who have done wickedness according to their wickedness. And you will glorify the faithful according to their faithfulness. For those who are amongst amongst your own, you rule. And those who sin, you blot out from amongst your own. And it came to pass, when I had finished speaking the words of this prayer, that I sat there under a tree, that I might rest in the shade of the branches. And I wondered and was astonished and pondered in my thoughts regarding the multitude of goodness which sinners who are upon the earth have rejected, and regarding the great torment which they have despised, though they knew that they should be tormented because of the sin that they had committed. And when I was pondering on these things and the like, lo, the angel Ramio, who presides over true visions, was sent to me, and he said unto me, Why does your heart trouble you, Baruch, and why does your thought disturb you? For if, owing to the report which you have only heard of judgment, you are so moved, what will you, what will you be when you shall see it manifestly with your eyes? And if, with the expectation wherewith you do expect the day of the Mighty One, you are so overcome, what will you be when you shall come to its advent? And if, at the word of the announcement of the torment of those who have done foolishly, you are, you are so wholly distraught, how much more when the event will reveal marvelous things? And if you have heard tidings of good and evil things which are coming and are grieved, what will you be when you shall behold what the majesty will reveal, which shall convict these and cause those to rejoice? Interpretation of the vision and uh, the black and bright waters symbolize 
excuse me, this is uh, chapters 56 through 74, interpretation of the vi- vision. The black, the black and bright water symbolize the world's history from Adam to the advent of the Messiah. Chapter 56, nevertheless, because you have besought the Most High to reveal to you the interpretation of the vision, which you have seen, I have, I have been sent to tell you. And the Mighty One has assuredly made known to you the methods of the times that have passed and of those that are destined to pass in this in his wor- world from the beginning of its creation even unto its consummation of those things which are deceit and of those things which are truth for as you did see a great cloud which ascended from the sea and went and covered the earth this is the duration of the world which the mighty one made when he took counsel to make the world. And it came as when the word had gone forth from his presence, that the duration of the world had come into being in a small degree and was established according to the multitude of the intelligence of him who sent it. And as you did previously see on the summit of the cloud, black waters which descended previously on the earth, this is the transgression wherewith Adam, the first man, transgressed. For since when he transgressed, untimely death came into being. Grief was named, and anguish was prepared, and pain was created, and trouble consummated, and these began to be established, and Sheol kept demanding it should be renewed in blood, and begetting of children was brought about, and the passion of parents produced, and the great of Humanity was humiliated and goodness languished. What therefore can be blacker or darker than these things? This is the beginning of the black waters which you have seen. And from these black waters, again, were were black derived and the darkness of darkness was produced. For he became a danger to his own soul, even to the angels. For moreover, at that time when he was created, they enjoyed liberty. And he became a danger, some of them descend, excuse me, and, and became he a danger, some of them descended and mingled with women. And then those who did so were tormented in chains. And this is what I believe Second Peter talked about. But the rest of the multitude of the angels, of which there is no number, restrained themselves. And those who dwelt on the earth perished together with them through the waters of the deluge. That would be the flood of Noah. These are the black first waters. And after these waters, you did see bright waters. This is the fount of Abraham. Also his generations and advent of his son and his son's son and those like them. Because at that time, the unwritten law was named amongst them and the works of the commandments were then fulfilled, and belief in the coming judgment was then generated, and and hope of the world that was to be renewed was then built up, and the promise of life that should come hereafter was implanted. These are the bright waters which seen, and the black third waters which you have seen, these are the the mingling of all sins, which the nations afterwards wrought after the death of those righteous men and the wicked of the land of Egypt, wickedness of the land of Egypt, wherein they did wickedly in the service wherewith they made their sons serve. Nevertheless, these also perished at last.
And the bright fourth waters, which you have seen, are the advent of Moses and Aaron and Miriam and Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, and of all those like them. For at that time, the lamp of the eternal law shone on all those who sat in darkness, which announced to them that believe the promise of their reward, and to them that deny the torment of fire which is reserved for them. But also the heavens at that time were shaken from their place, and those who were under the throne of the mighty one were perturbed when he was taken when he was taking Moses unto himself. For he showed him many admonitions together with the principles of the law and the consummation, and also to you and likewise the pattern of Zion and its measures, in the pattern of which the sanctuary of the present time was was to be made. But then also he showed to him the measures of the fire, also the depths of the abyss and the weight of the winds and the number of the drops of rain and the suppression of anger and the multitude of long, long suffering and the truth of judgment and the root of wisdom and the riches of understanding and the fount of knowledge and the height of the air and the greatness of paradise and the consummation of the ages and the beginning of the day of judgment and the number of the offerings and the earths which have not yet come and the mouth of Gehenna, and the station of vengeance, and the place of faith, and the region of hope, and the likeness of future torment, and the multitude of innumerable angels, and the flaming hosts, and the splendor of the lightnings, and the voice of the thunders, and the orders of the chiefs of the angels, and the treasuries of light, and the changes of the times, and the investigations of the law. These are bright forth waters, excuse me, these are the bright forth waters which you have seen. And the black fifth waters, which you have seen reigning, are the works of the Amorite, which the Amorites wrought, and the spells of their incantations, which they wrought, and the wickedness of their mysteries, and the mingling of their pollution. But even Israel was then polluted by the sins, by sins in the days of the judges, though they saw many signs, which were from him who made them. And the bright sixth waters which through did see, this is the time in which David and Solomon were born. And there was at that time the building of Zion, and the dedication of the sanctuary, and the shedding of much blood on the nations that sinned then, and the many offerings which were offered then in the dedication of the sanctuary. And the peace and tranquility existed at that time, and wisdom was heard in the assembly, and the riches of understanding were magnified in the congregations. And the holy festivals were fulfilled in blessedness and in much joy. And the judgment of the rulers was then seen to be without guile. And the righteousness of the precepts of the mighty one was accomplished with truth. And the land which was then beloved by the Lord, and because its inhabitants sinned not, it was glorified beyond all lands. And the city Zion ruled then over all lands and regions. These are the bright waters which you have seen. And the black seventh waters which you have seen. This is the perversion brought about by the council of Jeroboam. Or Jeroboam. Who took counsel to make two calves of gold. And all the iniquities which the kings who were after him iniquitously iniquitously wrought. And the curse of Jezebel and the worship of idols, which 
Israel practiced at that time, and the withholding of rain, and the famines which occurred until women ate the fruit of their wombs, and the time of their captivity, which came upon the nine tribes and a half, because they were in many sins. And Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came and led them away captive. But regarding the Gentiles, it were it were tedious to tell how they always wrought impiety and wickedness and never wrought righteousness. These are the black seventh waters which you have seen. In the bright eighth waters which you have seen, this is the rectitude and uprightness of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and the grace of God which came upon him. I like this. The grace of God. This is, uh, you know, for those of for those who buy into the lie of dispensationalism, by the way, the, the, the age of grace existed back in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. The grace of God came upon him. For when Sennacherib was stirred up in order that he might perish, and his wrath troubled him in order that he might thereby perish, for the multitude also of the nations which were with him. When, moreover, Hezekiah the king heard those things which the king of Assyria was devising, that is to come and seize him and destroy his people and two and a half tribes, which uh, the two and a half tribes which remained, you know, more, more he wished to overthrow Zion also. Then Hezekiah trusted in his works and had hope in his, in his righteousness and spoke with the mighty one and said, Behold, for lo, Sennacherib is prepared to destroy us and he will be boastful and uplifted when he has destroyed Zion. And the mighty one heard him, for Hezekiah was wise, and he had respect unto his prayer, because he was righteous. And thereupon the mighty one commanded Ramiel, his angel, who speaks with you. And I went forth and destroyed their multitude, and the number of of whose chiefs only was a hundred and eighty-five thousand, and each of them had equal number at his command, And at that time I burned their bodies within, but their raiment and arms I preserved outwardly in order that the still more wonderful deeds of the mighty one might appear and that thereby his name might be spoken of throughout the whole earth. And Zion was saved and Jerusalem delivered. Israel was also was was freed from tribulation and all those who were in the Holy Land rejoiced And the name of the mighty one was glorified so that it was spoken of. These are the bright waters which you have seen. And the black ninth waters which you have seen, this is the wickedness which was in the days of Manasseh the son of Hezekiah. For he wrought much impiety, and he slew the righteous, and he wrested judgment, and he he shed the blood of the innocent and wedded women he violently polluted, and he overturned the altars and destroyed their offerings and drove forth their priests lest they should minister in the sanctuary. And he made an image with five faces. Four of them looked to the four winds and the fifth on the summit of the image as adversary of the zeal of the mighty one. And then wrath went forth from the presence of the mighty one to the intent that Zion should be rooted out as also it befell in your days. But also against the two tribes and a half went went forth a decree that they should also be led away captive as you have now seen. And to such a degree did the impiety of Manasseh increase that it removed the praise of the Most High from the sanctuary. This reminds me of 
how in the West, especially in the North America, they removed God from the courtroom, from the schoolroom. On account, Manasseh was at, at that time named the impious. And finally, his abode was in the fire. And though his prayer was heard with the Most High, finally, when he was cast into the brazen horse and the brazen horse was melted, it served as a sign unto him for the hour. For he had not lived perfectly, for he was not worthy. But that thenceforth, thenceforward, he might know by whom finally he should be tormented. For he who is able to benefit is also able to torment. Thus, moreover, did Manasseh act impiously and thought that in, in his time, the mighty one would not inquire into these things. These are the black ninth waters which you have seen. And the bright tenth waters which you have seen, this is the purity of the generations of jo Josiah or Josiah, the king of Judah, who was the one, the only one at that at the time who submitted himself to the mighty one with all his heart, with all his soul. And he cleansed the land from idols and hollowed all the vessels which had been polluted and restored the offerings to the altar and raised the horn of the holy and exalted the righteous and honored all that were wise in understanding and brought back the priests to their ministry and destroyed and removed the magicians and enchanters and necromancers from the land. And not only did he slay the impious that were living, but they also took from the sepulchers the bones of the dead and, the, and burned them with fire. And the festivals and the Sabbaths he established in their sanctity, and their polluted ones he burned in the fire. And the lying prophets which deceived the people, these also he burned in the fire. And the people who listened to them when they were when they were living, he cast them into the brook Kidron and heaped stones upon them. And he was zealous with the zeal for the mighty one with all his soul. And he alone was firm in the law at that time, so that he left none that was uncircumcised, nor that wrought impiety in all the land all the days of his life. Therefore, he shall receive an eternal reward, and he shall be glorified with the Mighty One beyond many at the later time. For on his account, and on account of those who are like him with the honorable glories of which you were told before, created and prepared, these are the bright waters which you have seen. And the black eleventh waters which you have seen, this is calamity which is now befalling Zion. Do you think that there is no anguish to the angels in the presence of the mighty one, that Zion was so delivered up, and that lo, the Gentiles boast in their hearts and assemble before their idols and say, she is trodden down who oftentimes trod down, and she has, and she has been reduced to servitude who reduced others? Do you think in these things the Most High rejoices or that his name is glorified? But how will it serve toward his righteous judgment? Yet after the, these things shall the dispersed among the, amongst the, among the Gentiles be taken hold of by tribulation. And in shame they shall dwell in every place. Because so far as Zion is delivered up and Jerusalem laid waste, shall idols prosper in the cities of the Gentiles, and the vapor of the smoke of the incense of the righteousness, which is by the law, is extinguished in Zion. And the, the region of Zion in every place, lo, there is smoke of impiety. But the king of Babylon will arise who has now destroyed Zion. 
He will boast over people. He will speak great things in his heart in the presence of the Most High. But he also shall fall at last. These are the black waters. And the bright twelve waters which you have seen, this is the word. For after these things, time will come when your people shall fall into distress, so that they shall all run the risk of perishing together. Nevertheless, they will be saved, and their enemies will fall in their presence, and they will, they will have in due time much joy. And at that time, after a little interval, Zion will, be, will again be rebuilt, and its offerings will again be restored, and the priests will return to their ministry, and also the Gentiles will come to glor- glorify it. Nevertheless, not, full, not fully as in the beginning, but it will come to pass after these things that there will be the fall of many nations. These are the bright waters which you have seen. For the last waters which you have seen, which were darker than all that were before them, those that were after the twelfth number, which were collected together, belong to the whole world. For the, for, the, for the Most High made division from the beginning, because He alone knows what will befall. For as to the enormities and the impieties which should be wrought before Him, He foresaw six kinds of them. And of the good works of the righteous which should be accomplished before Him, He foresaw six kinds of them, beyond those which He should work at the consummation of the age. On his account, there were not black waters with black, nor bright with bright, for it is the consummation. Hear, therefore, the interpretation of the black waters which are to come after the black. This is the word. Behold, the days come, and it shall be when the time of the age has ripened, and the harvest of its evil and good seeds has come, that the mighty one will bring upon the earth and its inhabitants upon its rulers perturbation of spirit and stupor of heart, and they shall hate one another and provoke one another to fight, and and the mean shall rule over the honorable, and those of low degree shall be extolled above the famous, and the many shall be delivered into the, into the hands of the few, and those who were nothing shall rule over the strong, and the poor shall, be, shall have abundance beyond the rich." And the impious shall exalt themselves above the heroic, and the wise shall be silent, and the foolish shall speak. Neither shall the thought of men be then confirmed, nor the counsel of the mighty, nor shall the hope of those who hope be confirmed. And when those things which were predicted have come to pass, then shall confusion fall upon all men, and some of them shall fall in battle, and some of them shall perish in anguish, and some of them shall be destroyed by their own. Then the Most High peoples whom he has prepared before, and they shall come and make war with the leaders that shall shall then be left. And it shall come to pass that whoever gets safe out of the water shall die in the earthquake. And whoever gets safe out of the earthquake shall be burned by the fire. And and whoever gets safe out of the fire shall be destroyed by famine. And it shall come to pass that whoever of the victors and the vanquished gets safe out of the escapes of all these things aforesaid, will be delivered into the hands of my servant Messiah. For all the earth shall devour its inhabitants, and the holy land shall have mercy on its own, and it shall protect its inhabitants at that time. This is the vision which you have seen, and this is the interpretation. 
For I have come to tell you these things, because your prayer has been heard with the Most High. Hear now also regarding the bright lightning, which is to come at the consummation after these black waters. This is the word. After the signs have come, of which you were told before, when the nations become turbulent, and the time of my Messiah is come, he shall both summon all the nations, and some of them he shall spare, and some of them he shall slay. These things therefore shall come upon the nations which are to be spared by him. Every nation which knows not Israel and has not trodden down the seed of Jacob shall indeed be spared. And this because some out of every nation shall be subjected to your people. But all those who have ruled over you or have known you shall be given up to the sword. And it shall come to pass when he has brought low everything that is in the world. And he sat down in peace for the age on the throne of his kingdom. That joy shall be revealed and rest shall appear. And then healing shall descend in dew and disease shall shall withdraw, and anxiety and anguish and lamentation pass from a man, and gladness proceed throughout the whole earth, and no one shall again die untimely, nor shall any adversary suddenly befall, and judgments and abusive talk and contentions and revenges and passions and envy and hatred and whatsoever things are like these shall go into condemnation when they are removed. For it is these very things which have filled this world with evils. And on account of these, the the life of man has been greatly troubled. And wild beasts shall come from forest and minister unto men. And asps and dragons shall come forth from their holes and, and submit themselves to a little child. And women shall no longer then have pain when they bear, nor shall they suffer torment when they yield the fruit of the womb. And it shall come to pass in those days that the reapers shall not grow weary, nor those that build toil-worn. For the works shall of themselves speedily advance, together with those who do them in much tranquility. For that time is the consummation of that which is corruptible, and the beginning of that which is not corruptible. Therefore, those things which are predicted shall belong to it. Therefore, it is far away from evils and near to those things which die not. This is the bright lightning which came after the last dark waters. Okay, so I am going to, we're going to stop here. And tomorrow we're going to pick up at chapter 75. But let me just say this. This is very, very interesting. Second Baruch, some people believe it was written in the first century by Jews. Isn't it interesting that Yeshua himself likened his coming like light, as lightning? Okay. Now, if Second Baruch was written before Yeshua, which it very well could have been, I, I don't really trust some of these dating, the dating that much uh, of these um, of these documents. But if it was written before Yeshua, then this could have been where Yeshua got the idea that, 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 that the Son of Man will come like lightning. If it was written afterwards, then this is amazing that it actually repeats what Yeshua actually taught. And this is Jewish. Uh, according to many scholars, they believe that Jews wrote this. Um, so it falls right in line with what Yeshua said of, of his second coming.
Okay, so uh, let me see what's what's going on here in the chat. Going nowhere? Ask the question, do you believe in the doctrine of original sin? Absolutely not. I speak about this frequently. The doctrine of original sin is abominable. It is against what the Word of God teaches. God does not punish the Son for the sins of the Father or the, or the Father for the sins of the Son, for that matter. Each soul will die for his own sin, is what it says. Tyler says, uh, do you think it's okay for Christians to believe in reincarnation, uh, ghosts, or other forms of life after death besides heaven and hell? Okay, so there's several things here you mentioned. Is it okay for Christians to believe in reincarnation? Absolutely not. First of all, you know, it says in the scriptures that it's appointed unto man once to die, and then after that, the judgment. And so uh, it's, it's not only does it say that in the book of Hebrews, but it also says that in the history of Joseph the carpenter and um, some of the other documents as well. I mean, you know, it's appointed unto man once to die, you die, and you're judged after that, even as we're, what we're reading right now. It doesn't say anything about reincarnation at all. Uh, it doesn't, none of the scriptures mention reincarnation at all. And let me just say this as well. In the early 20th, 20th century, 19, uh, perhaps 1930, around there, uh, there was a preacher by the name of John G. Lake. Some of you might know the name. John G. Lake was a, a famous um, evangelist back in the early 20th century. And he uh, encountered a woman who was uh, under hypnosis uh, for uh, claiming to be reincarnated, re claiming to be in, uh, you know reincarnated from a different from you know someone else that came back and so on and so forth. And John G. Lake said that he discerned in, in, by the Spirit of God that this was actually a demon that was possessing this person and speaking through this person. Because you see, evil spirits, when I say demons, I'm talking about evil spirits. I'm talking about real spirits who can think, who can move, who can, you know, has intelligence. Evil spirits know a lot of things about a lot of people. It's true. Evil spirits, they've been around for thousands of years. They know a lot of things. Some evil spirits can know a lot of things about you and you don't even know it, or know a lot of things about someone else that passed away um, just before you were born. I mean, Evil spirits are quite intelligent in that way. They have a lot of, they have a lot of knowledge in that way. So, John G. Lake discerned that this that this person who was claiming to be a reincarnated, uh, a reincarnation from someone else who lived before her, uh, had an evil spirit in her, and this evil spirit knew the other person, at least knew of the other person, and therefore could could say like where this person lived, and you know all the details about you know the whole the whole reincarnation reincarnation narrative, you know. And so John G. Lake says that he discerned it was an evil spirit and commanded that evil spirit to come out of that woman. And ever since then, that woman never, ever claimed to be reincarnated. Ghosts, there are such things as ghosts. Um, it even says in the scriptures that some of the disciples believe that uh, they saw ghosts when, when Yeshua came walking on the water. Uh, it's spirit. Uh, the, we have uh, Saul that called up... Um, or the, the witch of Endor, so to speak, that called up the spirit of, or the ghost, if you will, of Samuel. Okay. So yeah, they do exist. Uh, other forms of life after death besides heaven and hell. Well, I, I do believe that it is possible that some spirits or souls can be trapped on earth. I mean, it is possible. Okay. And that's follows in line with the ghost kind of thing. It is possible, not 
not common, not common, but it is possible for one reason or another. Uh, it's, it's almost like th- being trapped here in the spirit without being, without having a physical body, being trapped in a physical world without being, without having a physical body is like torment. For example, someone who is a chain smoker, I've, I've read about this kind of thing. Someone who is a chain smoker, they died and their ghost still hung around and their ghost was tormented because they kept on trying to, they kept on trying to smoke, but they couldn't. They couldn't because a cigarette is a physical thing and they can't do it. So it's a tor- it's torment to them. Or, or other people, like other spirits, uh, souls from, from people who have passed away. Let's say, for example, drug addicts that are seriously addicted to drugs because of, again, this is a spiritual, a spiritual slavery. Okay. It's when an evil spirit enslaves somebody. Okay. Uh, so let's say a person is, is addicted to a certain drug, like deep, like seriously addicted and they pass away. You know, that soul, it is possible for that soul to hang around on earth and to, to have like these horrific, tormentous, withdrawal symptoms and can never find that needle can never find that whatever they need they they like it's 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 just they're in they're locked up in a physical world without without physical body if you know what i mean so yeah it, it that can happen very good questions tyler thank you very much and thanks going nowhere as well going nowhere do you think that purgatory and limbo are real uh no we have as far as I see, there's no Luke chapter 16 does a really good job of portraying the it's either one or the other. You're either on one side of the chasm or the other side of the chasm, and there's no way of crossing uh, back and forth. Another good question. Thank you. Going nowhere. Tyler says, do you think God created humanity because he was lonely and wanted company? N- no, I don't. Uh, I think that he created humanity for his own purpose and glory, you know, so it really, it just, it's all for his glory, really. Um, I don't think that he was lonely. <laughs> he could have created, you know, he already had how many countless angels, okay, before he created man. So I mean, who would you rather hang around with, right? Joe Blow off the street or, or, or heavenly angels sitting around the table and, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, so. Yeah, and God can, you know, different angels have different ranks and different uh, different levels of power, as you will, if you will. Anthony, question is, what's your advice on how to bear more fruit and advice on how to save repentant souls? I would like your advice based off of Proverbs fifteen twenty two. So Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Without counsel, plans go awry, and in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Very good. Very good. Yeah. How to bear more fruit, die more. (laughs) And I'm not talking about literally, okay? I'm talking about figuratively, die to self. Sacrifice, okay? Sacrifice. Identify with that cross, so to speak, okay? That's it. I mean, right there. Bearing more fruit. Identifying with the the crucifixion and identifying with the resurrection and, and obeying as much Torah as possible. You know, a lot of people believe that Torah is like a like a worldly thing or a carnal thing, or it's all about works. Not necessarily. In fact, the more Torah you observe, the more you die to self. 
the more you have to deny yourself. The more Torah you obey, the more humble you become because the Torah kills, kills your pride. <laughs> it kills your, you know, your selfish ambitions, if you will. How to save repentant souls? Well, first of all, to be a really, really good example. To be a good example. Um, make sure you have the plank removed from your, from your own eye and you will see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Uh, it's, it is very, very possible, especially by the power of God and the Spirit of God. It's very, very possible. And so, yeah, and, and to, pre you know, to preach the truth, where it, 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 how, to save, how to save repentant souls. Well, to preach the truth that repentance is the key. It's the key. The key. I mean, if you have the cross, if you have faith in, in the cross without repentance, it's, it's fruitless. You know, you're going to be rejected. You know, so it's all about repentance. That's what the cross is for. That's what the Torah is for. That's what all of the word of God is for. That's what all of the prophets are for, preaching repentance. And so to preach the truth about that, that's how you can help save other people. But first of all, to make sure that we're, you know, we have, we're living the life ourselves first. Excellent question, Anthony. Thank you for asking. Anthony asked another question. Do you, hey, do you think it's that we should be careful in asking for more of the Holy Spirit? Because maybe if we ask for, we will be responsible for more. Um, well, it yeah, it's we should ask for more in you know um, because there's no end, right? There's no limit to to the, to this, you know, to the blessings of God. So yeah, we should ask for more and we shouldn't be afraid of, of the responsibility because it's just, it's wonderful. And the more responsibility you take, the more valuable your life becomes. Another good question, Anthony, thank you for asking. Very similar question, Anthony, to your former question. In your opinion, what should one ask God in order to do his will and bear more fruit should I ask to be filled with, with the Spirit, you think? It's very important to ask God to be filled with the Spirit. I mean, that's that's essential. Uh, however, to get it, really, to really, really get it, it comes through repentance and it comes through knowing God's law. And so we need to pray that we are that we are able to absorb and understand and do more of His Word. That's what we should pray. Because if we do... If we read and understand and do, okay, those three things, um, then we will be really, really fruitful. And we will be prime, a prime target, so to speak, for more of the Spirit as well. You know, we have to prepare a place for Him. We have to prepare a place for Him. You don't, you, you know, I, I, a few weeks ago, I spoke with an old buddy of mine who, you know, he's like, oh, my mother's coming over. I don't know what to do. My place is a wreck. My place is a wreck. I don't know. My place is, a, is a, you know, my mother's coming over. I don't want her to see my place in, 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 in the bad shape that it's in. I'm like, well, what about God? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, if you're afraid that your mother might not like what's the shape of your place or what's going on in your place, whatever, what about God? We have to prepare a place for him. And we do that by through repentance, through obedience. And we set we set the table, so to speak, for him. We set the table. He's like, as Yeshua said, I'm at the door, I'm knocking. 
you want to set the table. You want everything to be beautiful. You want, I mean, people, people, they, uh, they spend thousands, sometimes even hundreds of thousands, and even in some cases, millions of dollars on a wedding, you know, to make thing make things all beautiful and all and get everything all settled and set like that. Now, I'm not talking about physically preparing like that, of course. I'm talking about preparing our hearts. I'm talking about preparing in such a way that we are we clean our lives up to the best of our ability. And yes, he 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 expects that from us for sure. It's not like come as you are. No, you you, you clean yourself up first as to the best of your ability. And that which is over and above your ability, that which is beyond you, of course, you know, you, you can only do what you can do. And I think God knows that. But the point is, do what you can do. And then uh, God will honor that. And he will come and fill your house. Excellent question again, Anthony. Thank you. Anthony asked a question. Um, what do you think are some good examples of Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 10? Charity, knowledge, temperance, etc.? Charity, for example, like helping people again, you know, doing something that other people might not be able to do for themselves. Maybe you have an elderly neighbor. Maybe you can go visit in, in you know, a nursing home, an elder a retirement home. There are a lot of people in there that are dying just to, just for someone to walk in and say hi to them. There are people that are in need. You can help them. Maybe not. Yeah, you can help them by visiting them. You can, there are many ways to help them. There are many ways to show charity. You know, we, you can, um, you know, give them emotional support or teach them all kinds of things. That's a way to show charity. Knowledge, again, that comes with teaching. Uh, temperance. So that would begin, come through the uh, denying of yourself and crucifying yourself, so to speak, you know, figuratively speaking. Yeah, you know, self-denial. Once again, thank you very much, Anthony, for that question. Loving Kindness asked a question, isn't the apocryphal, apocryphal books more like arguable in the timeline of the Bible, especially the saints like Abraham and Enoch and how long they, uh, they have lived? I, I would include the apocrypha in the, in the Ketavim, which would be what they call the writings of the scriptures. Much of these books are found actually in the Jewish writings as well. Yeah, like so this is a Jewish website, right? This is a Jewish website in un, uh, Safaria under Second Temple. We've got Apocrypha, right? Ben Sirach, right? The, the Book of Sirach, uh, Book of Jubilees, Judith, Tobit, you know, m m some of the Apocryphal books here we have. And, and so, I mean... The book of Susanna, which is you know part of the Greek additions to Daniel, the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs, Wisdom of Solomon, lots of stuff here. I would say that the the Apocrypha is more accurate. Now, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent. I'm saying it's more accurate than, than some of the books of the New Testament, especially Gospel of John. Uh, some of the, some of the things that depending on how you interpret Paul, some of the things that Paul says, yeah. So definitely worth reading, definitely worth studying, definitely worth testing. You know, I'm not saying to believe it all. Uh, we got to test it. Put it up against other books. Put it up against you know common sense with good 
you know, good critical thinking skills and all that kind of thing. But the Apocrypha is, is something a lot of a lot of Christians don't realize that the Apocrypha was actually in the Bible for most of the history of the Bible. Most of the history of the Bible included the Apocrypha in it. So you go back in time, the Apocrypha was excluded starting, you know, shortly after the Protestant Reformation. And uh, there are many different theories of why it was excluded. You know, everything from saying that uh, we have someone like um, Dr. Stephen Pigeon, I believe it is, he said that um, uh, it was excluded because it was more or less a social experiment from one of the Bible publishers. Like, can we can we print a, can we sell as many Bibles without the Apocrypha as with the Apocrypha? It's almost like can we sell as many Bibles with just just New Testament Bibles as opposed to the whole Old Testament New Testament thing? So, I mean, there are many different theories of it. I would say this: that all of the all of the many many objections that I've heard and read and saw in videos and articles and all, all of the many you know objections that I've read of from people who deny or reject the Apocrypha, that none of them hold water. None of the, the reasons why they say the Apocrypha should not be in the Bible or whatever. It's, it's all ridiculous, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, definitely worth reading, but testing as well, for sure. Thank you for asking, loving kindness. Brick Train, do you think that apocalypse prepping is unchristian? And no, it depends on how you prep, though. I mean, if it's if it's like you're paranoid or you're in fear or, you know, it's like you're, you know, it's just like it's not good to be overly, you know, don't lose sleep over it, okay? Um, you know, put your faith in God. But yeah, it's good to be like the, like the wise virgins who, you know, had... They were prepared. They were prepped for sure. And they were prepared for the whole night. And definitely it's a very good thing. Tammy asked a question, are mushrooms clean food? Yes, I believe they are. Yes, I believe they are, Tammy. Thank you for asking. Another good question. Brick Train says, uh, seems like the food food supply is collapsible and the world is coming to an end, but I can be, I can be wrong, I suppose you mean. Uh, I know it's wise to be informed, but I'm a, but I am being a little paranoid. You know, any anything, everything is collapsible. Everything and anything is collapsible. Uh, I believe that uh, even Paul, back in you know when he wrote uh, the Thess- to the uh, to those who were in Thessalonica to the Thessalonians, uh, he said, "We who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds." He thought in his time that Yeshua would come back and everything would be done in his lifetime. Obviously, he was wrong there. And everybody since then, you know, has believed that their their age, their time was the last, the you know, the end of the world, so to speak. It's good to be prepared again, but not to be paranoid and not to be in fear over it. Prepare for the long haul. Be like the wise virgins. Don't be like the foolish virgins. The foolish virgins, they said, well, oh, he, you know, this... You know, the bridegroom said he'll be he'll be back soon. So we don't need to prepare because he's coming back right away, right? He's coming back. He said, I'll be back. I'm coming back soon. You know, you know, hold hold it for a minute. I'm coming back soon, you know. And so the foolish versions go like, Oh yeah, he's coming back. And again, hyperliteralism. He's coming back soon. <laughs> Let's not we don't need to prepare because he said, the Lord said, he's coming back soon. Why should, we, why should we prepare for the rest of our lives? 
Why should we plan out the rest of our lives? He's coming back soon. Where the wise virgin said, hey, he said, I'm coming back soon. Yeah, that could mean five minutes from now. That could mean five hours from now. That could mean the rest of our life. We better make sure we have everything prepared. We have plan A in, in, in you know, we have plan A set, set forth. We also have plan B. We, we've got it covered. Whatever which way it happens, we're okay. If he comes back today, we're okay. If he comes back 70 years from now, we're going to be okay. We've prepared for it. If he comes back 700 years from now, we're okay. We've prepared for it. So that's the way we should be like. Uh, we should be like the uh, the wise virgins. Thank you, uh, Brick Train. Going nowhere, do you think Sheol is or was real? Uh, yes, it's real. The interpretation of that is 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 a long, it's a long story, but yeah, for sure it's real. Thank you for asking. As far as I see, I've got all the questions that were directed specifically to me, and I know you guys have been chatting for a while there in the live chat, and that's awesome. So, yeah, awesome reading, wasn't it tonight? Awesome reading. The twelve different stages the black rain the bright rain the black rain the bright rain it wasn't that awesome wasn't that awesome absolutely amazing and so tomorrow lord willing we're going to pick up where we left off uh, i don't we don't have a whole lot more to read tomorrow not like an immense amount so we'll see we might read some other things as well we'll see how it goes yeah so anyways guys thanks again for your oh we got I got Will Sr. here. Will Sr. Just want to say shalom, brother. I pray that Yah continues to Baruch you. Thank you for your ministry. Me and Sister Bibi look forward uh, to you throughout the, throughout the week. Thank you very much, Will Sr. I appreciate that. Appreciate your kind and encouraging comment. Thank you. Vinny says uh, most Christians won't be prepping because they're waiting to be raptured. Yeah. You know, I remember when I first really started seriously walking with God back in 1992. Back in those days, everybody's like, he's coming. He, you know, you know, sell your houses, sell your farms, sell, you know, don't, don't have any children. He's coming. I mean, he'll be here for sure by the end of the year kind of thing, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, let's be like the wise virgins here, okay? Let's prepare for as if he is not going to come for another thousand years. Let's just prepare for that. At the same time, be ready if he does come tonight, okay? So, all right. Thanks again, guys. And we got one more there from, I'll take this one more and then we'll wrap it up. Going Nowhere says, um, uh, how do you think the number 666 relates to the Antichrist? Okay, so that's, that's a huge topic as well. I mean, there are so many different theories. And the way that John talks, you know what? I would, I would really highly recommend you go, Find the video that we did about that in the past when we when we read Revelation chapter 13, because I explained the whole thing there. Keep in mind also that some manuscripts do not have 666, but 616. Okay, keep that in mind. It may not be 666. It may, may be 616, or it may not be at all. Check out my, my old video for more information on that. 
also uh, going nowhere i have done many videos on this as well the mark of the beast you can go into my youtube channel and search the actual channel mark of the beast you'll see what i say about that there's a lot of stuff about that as well i've, I've done several bit videos on the mark of the beast even back uh, i mean the video that i did on revelation chapter 13 is i cover i cover a little bit of that i i have individual i have separate videos that i've done specifically on the mark of the beast as well I would highly recommend you look at that. Will says, awesome. We struggle a bit sometimes keeping up, but love the journey. Awesome, awesome. Lord give you strength and wisdom and revelation and inspiration. You know, I'd love to love to have you. And uh, you know, you're, as, I, as I say, you guys, including you, Will and, and Bibi as well. Awesome. I am privileged to have you guys uh, to fellowship with as well. Question here, do you recommend us to learn Hebrew and Greek. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely it's it's uh it's definitely um a benefit seeing that the scriptures were written in Hebrew and Greek for the most part. Okay, so anyways guys, we'll wrap it up for tonight. Tomorrow Lord willing we'll be back same time same place 7 p.m. Eastern and uh looking forward to it guys as always. Thanks a lot for your uh for your fellowship and all the questions and comments. Hey, it's awesome. I mean, we learn from each other. You guys learn from each other as well. I mean, it's awesome. So it's it, it's it's it, it's a blessing. It's a great blessing to do what we're doing here and praise God for that. All right. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. To, um, that is 7 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. New York, New York time. We're going to start and we're going to pick up where we left off at 2 Baruch chapter 75. Perhaps we'll read something else as well, depending on how things go. So thanks again, guys. Tammy says, uh, this thing's jumping around on me. Um, have a wonderful night all. Have a wonderful night, Tammy. You and yours, blessings multiplied to you guys. Uh, Lacey says, shalom, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Shalom, Lacey. And may you and Blake have a wonderful and peaceful, blessed night as well. Okay. I'll see you then. As always, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen, amen. See you tomorrow.